0: Yes, this is the Bible Quizzer Podcast. Thank you so kindly for joining us. My name is Cullen, and today I am joined by a guest. I'll wait to introduce him until later, but welcome to the season 15 premiere of the Bible Quizzer Podcast. We're transitioning from the 22 to 23 season into the 23 to 24 season. This year will be over the gospel according to Matthew. 28 chapters, 1,071 verses, and a lot of quizzing to go. We've had a pretty good summer. It's been a busy one. Haven't had a lot of content up, but we have had some spectacular tournaments. As of the recording of this podcast, PQA has started off. For those of you who don't know, that's a league local to the Greenville, South Carolina area features a lot of teams, two-team quizzing. If you'd like more information on that, reach out, and I can get you some for next year. But overall, we've had a pretty good summer. We're starting that period of uh, more quizzing, building up to the major tournaments and a couple minors scattered here and there across the country. For Season 15, I want to incorporate a verse for each episode from the passage that the quizzers would be memorizing for this season, On this episode, it's going to be Matthew 1, verse 21, it says, "...and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Pivoting a little bit, I just want to throw this out there before we really delve into the episode. Over the summer, I was able to get a couple friends together who have much more interesting-sounding voices than mine, and we were able to do audio recordings for the entire book of Matthew with the chapter-verse divisions. So that was recorded with the intention of helping out quizzers who were trying to memorize and refine the material. I hope that is an asset to all of them. It divides all of the uh, verses, so it should be a good resource for them. You can access that through the website if you go to Matthew Audio Recordings. You can also do it off of Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and I think we're on a few other platforms as well. But all 28 chapters there may be a good resource to check out if you want to memorize some chapters. You will have uh, three different people, including myself, reading through those chapters. And now I'll pivot on to the main content of this episode. I've brought on our guest today, Adam Eastland, who is the coach of Church of Greenville in South Carolina. Last year, that team was ranked number five in the country. I would imagine they're a top five team again this year. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. But Adam, just to start off, how many years have you been involved in Bible quizzing? And for those of you who don't know, he was a former quizzer. Tell us how long you quizzed and when you graduated, and then how long you've been in a kind of coaching position at the Church of Greenville.
1: Hey Colin, thanks for having me on. I appreciate what you're doing with BibleQuizzer.net. It's been a helpful resource. Uh, from the study tips to new teams. I especially like your interviews with other quizzers and coaches. It's helped expand my perspective, some things I can learn and apply, uh, so I think it's a great tool. I started quizzing around 2006 when I was nine, quizzed until I graduated in 2015, so nine years. I was blessed to go against teams uh, like the Balkas, Zemers, of course some great faith and Athens teams. We mainly participate in the PQA And then some closer tournaments like Athens, New Year's Classic, and Blue Ridge. And we were generally just a couple steps below some of those good tournament teams. Uh, Transitioning to coaching, Eric Carnell first introduced our Church to Bible quiz. Then Mark Crosby, when he graduated, assisted Eric for a few years before taking over. When I graduated in 2015, I came back to assist Mark before he handed me the reins in 2018 and been running with it since then. Uh, God's blessed our ministry with a lot of young people who want to quiz, want to learn the Word, and so it's been exciting to see them develop as Christians while they learn the New Testament.
0: Wow, so you've been involved a long time. I didn't realize you'd been quizzing um, since you were that young. I think my first memory of you was actually in eighth grade, and you jumped up and beat us on the last question in a PQA quiz. So, wow, long time. Okay, so question for you. Uh, you said that Greenville is traditionally a PQA team, but now you guys are trying to go to more tournaments. Uh, mentioned already that you were number five overall last year and the PQA doesn't really reflect in those rankings. Those rankings are going to be based on your major tournaments and perhaps a few minor tournaments. From your perspective, both as a former quizzer and now as a coach, if you were explaining that concept to someone on the outside looking to get involved or to current quizzers, what would you say is the main difference from both Quizzing and coaching, PQA, and quizzing or coaching at a major tournament.
1: That's a great question. Uh, there are different. There's a different emphasis with PQA quizzing. Um, first, I'll explain just a couple of those rules that really emphasize the difference. Uh, Piedmont Quizzing Association PQA breaks the year's material down into checkpoints. So we started quizzing in August. The first section with Matthew one through seven. Uh, September is going to be Matthew 8 through 12 and so on until we get to the end of the year tournament when it's going to be over the whole book of Matthew. Uh, each team has two, two team quizzes each month. One of the big rule changes is there are team bonuses. So for a team of four, if everyone answers a question right, the fourth answer is uh, 30 points, an extra 10 points. And then for a five-person team, if the fifth person answers, that's an extra 20 points. So their answer is worth 40 points. Uh, in addition, uh, there for the team rebound uh, when one team makes an error, it's a free question to the other team, and there's no communication. So that's a big difference because some of those maybe newer or slower quizzers, uh, it's really important for them to get those sometimes, and no one can tell them the answer. So there's that responsibility that they get to from their own knowledge, from what they've studied. They get to answer that question when you know hearing the whole question. Uh, and really get to contribute meaningfully. So um, these rules make PQA very team-centric. A team could have two superstar quizzers and then still lose to a team where they have five, you know, maybe slower quizzers, but that are all solid and know their material. Uh, And, you know, there are underdogs, of course, that can win the majors, but I think it's a little bit more common in PQA to win against a team that might on paper look better than you. So PQA incentivizes kids of any skill level to participate. If you memorize just maybe one chapter each month, you still have a great chance to contribute meaningfully to your team. Um, And that's exciting to see for these kids. Uh, As as such, you know, there's a wider range of skill level in PQA than at the major tournaments. Just like in our own ministry, our, our seven PQA teams vary widely in skill from one to the next. Um, But it's exciting because even those new quizzers can put in that effort and perform well. So for coaching in PQA, you're definitely encouraging every team member to keep up with their material and stay engaged, even against those teams that you know are faster uh, because you'll still have those chances. For tournaments, you really need your top quizzers to step up. We've generally been at a disadvantage because we don't have any quizzers that memorize the whole material. And that's a clear distinction among those top national teams each year one of the reasons i like the tournaments is it raises that bar for our best quizzers it makes them want to memorize more and put in put in more work which is exactly how you'd want them to respond you know see the excellence and then let it challenge you to excellence you know there's a lot in the bible about pursuing excellence doing all things with your might uh, as unto the lord and it's fun to see excellence that is better than you are so that it encourage you to get better um, so, for tournaments, we usually only take our top performance, our top performers and we make them earn it. It's an incentive at this point, especially traveling to Wisconsin, Falls puts on a great tournament. So, if they want to work and prove to us that they'll be able to compete, uh, we add on those tournaments at the end of the year. Coaching is relatively similar. Uh, I definitely emphasize sleep and hydration uh, more for those full-day tournaments. There is a bit more strategy in three-team quizzing. But as a coach, I think you're still just trying to put your team in the best position and the best mindset to perform at their best. Uh, like I tell them a lot, hey guys, you've showed me this month or this year that you know your stuff, um, so you don't have to prove anything. You know, God know, you know, you get to a- apply these verses, so you've already won. Uh, but now, you know, hey, let's compete. Let's go do our best. They're both great. Uh, they both have great value, and I appreciate the differences. I-, I really love that God's given us the opportunity to participate in both both so that the younger quizzers can be encouraged in PQA, really get a lot of chances to answer questions correctly, uh, but then still um, have that higher bar set in the tournaments and incentivize our better quizzers to keep growing, to know that there's always room for improvement.
0: Great answer. Thank you for explaining the differences. I see both as great things to be a part of. The PQA, I think of as a, a great... Point of entry for newer quizzers or quizzers that are good and trying to become better. Um, Just a lot of focus on a smaller volume of chapters, but allow you to really get quality and hear questions on your chapters, and it's more of a month-to-month basis. So I think the PQA is great. Um, I think one of the best things that could happen to Bible Quiz is to see more leagues pop up across the country that are like PQA that uh, encourage um, newcomers to get in an entry-level And grow from there and then tournaments I see is you know a totally different animal it's definitely a league above and it takes a different set of challenges uh, to be successful at those um, that you have to overcome as you said there's a lot more strategy that goes into it so I appreciate you um, touching on those a little bit Uh, just a couple more questions for you to piggyback off of that whenever a new season begins, do you as the coach have in your mind a picture of what success looks like? So, you know, we're kind of in that period, early fall, the PQA's already started. Uh, Do you have a goal in your mind, you know, let's say this is where we wanna be at the end of the year. Like we wanna be a top XYZ ranked team. We wanna win this tournament or win this many tournaments. How, as a coach, do you define success and do you set goals? And if so, I'm just curious, what are some of those goals that you kind of set? Maybe a goal that you set for your team or goals, something that you set uh, individually for each quizzer? I'm just curious to hear your take on that.
1: That's another really good question, Colin. I do believe you should have some goals, some ways to measure success. So we have seven teams in PQA. There are six other coaches that assist and do a really good job and they're gonna have different goals for each team and each quizzer. We break it up into three different categories just to make sure our priorities are aligned and then the goals kind of fit into each one. The First one is learn and love the word. Uh, this is why we quiz. So the goals there are getting the verses down. We wanna emphasize full memorization of your assigned material, consistent review, and then not cramming. And we think if you do these things, that'll really give you the best chance to keep the verses in your mind long-term. So full memorization, consistent review, and then not cramming and getting your material down. And then, you know, for my team, I want them to give me their favorite verse each month just to make sure they're intermeddling with the material, really letting it sink into their hearts and not just the rote memorization. So from our best quizzer who wants to get all of Matthew this year, I love that goal. I'm going to push them as much and help them as much as I can to get it. And then some of our newer quizzers, I'm just going to get six chapters, but that's six full chapters they're going to have at the end that they didn't have at the beginning both of those reach success in this area. Then there's, you know, the second category is the character found in the word, things like discipline. The SEALs have a saying, first time, every time. It's really easy to put in that effort at the beginning of the year for that first month. And then school starts and projects come up and to really have that commitment to put in the work throughout the year like you did at the beginning, uh, every time, like the first time. And being a gracious winner and loser, you know, when you win, not being condescending, but really seeing what the other team did well and congratulating them on a good quiz. And then when you lose, not being bitter, of course, you know, uh, being bitter never made anyone better, but to uh, genuinely congratulate the other team and then see what you can learn from them to to get better going forward. And then respect for authority, especially the quiz master when he makes a ruling you don't agree with or you don't like still respecting him, showing him respect on your appeal. And then when he makes a decision that you might disagree with, still uh, respecting him for that. And then teamwork and leadership especially for some of our young guys, giving them the chance to lead via example uh, with enthusiasm or encouragement and just to see how they do there. And then that third, you know, I don't believe that everyone's a winner, but in quiz everyone can be a winner if they put these first two into practice, you know, learn and love the word, and then where can I apply the word to uh, make my character like Christ's. So everyone can be a winner in those categories, and that's, you know, how we really measure success. And then the third category, competing. You know, we When you are in a competition, you want to do it to win. The SEALs have another saying, it pays to be a winner. All the work you do when no one's watching, you know, it's good to have some accomplishment and victory, and then it's good to have the sting of defeat, as long as you're not puffed up with a win and you're not devastated with a loss, both of those being different types of pride. Um, But I I think that's important. Um, You know, some of the ways we measure that, team bonuses, just getting everyone involved, uh, that's one measure of success if everyone on the team gets one right. And then they can see, you know, if we miss it, was the reason, did I not get a question right? How can I be better in the future? Um, and then just smart quizzing. You know, if you get five errors in a day, hey, which one of those were smart errors? You know, if I was against a fast team, jumped too fast and have a 50-50, I'm always okay with those. Um, but then if you had some foolish errors, you know, how can we minimize those going forward? So then there's performance at tournaments. I really try to take it one quiz at a time. We've never been at a place where I can reasonably say, hey, let's go win this many tournaments. And then no one wants to hear, hey, let's go get third place at this many tournaments. Um, We're gonna do our best to win. And I don't wanna set uh, too high of a goal that we're just always gonna be disappointed. And I don't wanna set too low of a goal that uh, they think I'm capping uh, how high they can go. Um, Because, you know, you can win. Sometimes I know it'll just take some more time and chance from the Lord to do that, um, seeing the the skill level of some of those higher teams. Um, So the goals for tournaments are mainly going to focus around how much material you have. If you're going to meet your memorization goals, that's the most important. And then working on smart quiz mechanics throughout the year, kind of seeing what we can improve. And then on a quiz day, hey, this is where we're going to need to get better if we want to make it far in elimination. Um, And that's how we go about defining success.
0: So I love the answer you gave on uh, setting goals and measuring success a little different from the answer I expected. So I appreciate that. Bouncing off that, um, having thought of all of that, the goal setting, you know, how you define success, where you're at, um, you've been there a number of years now, what have you found to be your favorite part of coaching? And then secondly, what have you found to be the hardest or most challenging part?
1: Two of my favorite parts of coaching are seeing growth and fortitude from the quizzers. So growth, uh, both over the course of the season or over several years, but seeing personal growth, you know how they interact with their team or other teams and how they lead and follow. But then in quizzing, when the light bulb goes on, they didn't get it before, but then it clicks, there's that excitement and confidence and they're all in. Just seeing that and nurturing and cultivating that is really exciting. And then seeing fortitude, whether that's studying and you hit a roadblock, you know, this chapter, hey coach, this chapter is harder to memorize than the last one, Uh, but we work around it, they push through it. And then, you know, say they put in all that work and then they start poorly in a quiz, but they don't let it affect them, they bounce back, they don't check out. Seeing that fortitude, being able to sit on the front row and see their attitude, see them pushed through is really exciting, really rewarding. One of the biggest challenges is learning how to motivate each quizzer. Everyone's different, so from studying, You know, do you want me to really push you or just check in once a week after a quiz? Do you want me to critique you, really tell you how it is or give you some time and then come back to you Uh, if we're losing or if we're going against a top team, just learning how I can be what they need from me in those moments. Uh, The quizzers are putting in a lot of effort and we don't want to get in the way. We want to amplify their efforts and put them in a situation to be successful. So I think uh, the most challenging part is adapting to each quizzer as needed.
0: Yes, I love both answers. I would totally agree. I think watching a quizzer, in my opinion, especially a young quizzer, start off and learn that resilience of, okay, you're going to hit roadblocks and you're going to have struggles at times. But if you can get up from that and continue to go forward and continue to grow, I think that's very rewarding for the quizzer. That's something they can take into their adult life. And it's also very rewarding for the coach. Um, Interesting about um, adjusting for the individuals on your team. I guess I didn't really think of that, but that's definitely a major factor when you're trying to motivate a team. Because each quizzer is going to respond different, uh, maybe learn different, memorize different, maybe they bring a uh, different tolerance of risk on the team. So quizzers that are going to be more risk-averse, whereas you're going to have some that are going to be gunslingers every single question, and uh, you know, both of those extremes are not good. You want a happy balance okay so pivoting a little first do you want to give us kind of a sneak peek of the greenville team this year and kind of what you're uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, what your approach might be and how you take on all these teams in the book of matthew because right now um, i'm not i'll say this i'm not going to give a prediction or anything like that i'll probably be quizmastering some of these events but right now it's pretty clear that the dynasty to beat is false and I don't really think they lost anyone that was critical to their success the past couple seasons to graduation or anything like that which makes me think they were probably going to be good just as good or better than they were what's kind of your approach to take greenville from where they're at now being a top five team to being a top three team or top two team to really get in and compete with falls And then my second question would be, um, what is your favorite passage personally from the book of Matthew, since we're quizzing over that this year, and why?
1: Yes, Falls is the team to beat right now. I really like what they've been doing for several years now. Um, They were very hospitable to our team several years ago to help us come up and compete in their tournament for the first time several years ago, and they're always willing to share study techniques and study materials, so we really uh, appreciate them. Hannah and Steven, of course, are phenomenal quizzers, and they have other great quizzers as well. Uh, McGuanagoe, even after uh, Lydia graduated this past year, I think they'll still be really solid. Old Paths, I imagine they'll still be a top team. Ridgeview, uh, even with Ben gone, with Blake and Olivia, will be really good. And, of course, other great teams we'll get to see this year. Um, So our team, one of our top quizzers, Lydia Crosby, graduated this past year. So we'll be looking for some other quizzers to step up. Um, Sam is setting some big memorization goals I'm excited about. Abby is picking up some more material as well, uh, brother-sister combo there. Um, and then we also have some other quizzers uh, that have a bigger fire in their gut this year uh, that we're uh, trying to stoke and trying to cultivate. Uh, they're stepping up as leaders that I'm really excited about, so we may see some new faces on our tournament team. To get to a, a higher level, I think each quizzer just needs to be Memorize more material um, Have that ownership To reach that level uh, From what I've seen You either need one or two uh, Well, two really good quizzers Who get all or most of the material And then have solid support Three, four, and five as well Or you need a whole team effort Of four to five Where everyone is really solid Has a majority of the material And steps up So I may have emphasized our top quizzers in previous years, when you really need to get the most out of each one of them, when you get to that uh, top echelon of competition, so some things we're doing differently this year. We're starting a little earlier. Last year, it wasn't until December when we really determined our tournament team. So we're just starting earlier to make sure we can keep them accountable uh, and and going throughout the whole year. Then reminding the kids how, how difficult it is uh, at that level, how much material we need to get if we really want to compete. Um, you know, some you know Sam definitely knows that, uh, but just make sure everyone's on the same page. And then a little more focus on smart jumping. Last year at Squanit, our last quiz was against Old Paths and McJuanago, and Lydia Roberts had perfect jumps that quiz. And so just you know, seeing that, setting that as an example, and hey, how do we compete against teams like that? How do we jump uh, that fast? Just getting better and better. So there are a lot of great teams. I think we just need to keep upping our game. Celebrate the personal victories and growth. Uh, and then we'll put ourselves in a better position to perform well against those top, top teams. Uh, now concerning favorite verse, there are a lot of great ones, of course, to choose from in Matthew. I like the one you started with. You should call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Pivotal point in history. Uh, what a great name and what a glorious fulfillment of that by our Savior. Uh, I'll stick with the Sermon on the Mount and go with Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I know it's a popular verse, but I really like how it encapsulates the last half of six. You know, 19 through 24, focusing on right priorities, being single minded, not trying to set treasure in heaven and on earth, not trying to serve God and mammon. And then 25 to the end, uh, not worrying, not chasing after the things the world are, but uh, really trusting our God. And so, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness that's a very clear priority it's not confusing Uh, we know what he wants what he expects of us Uh, and then the second half that he doesn't have to give us but as a good father you know he exalts himself that way and like good fathers here on earth give good gifts he's not going to be outdone by anyone no one's going to come close he gives us these promises um, that if we just focus on him you know he's going to go above and beyond and give us these promises to build our hope and confidence in him
0: Yes, I 100% agree. I think the biggest key for a team that is good, that wants to be great, or that is coming in and uh, they're newer and want to be good and competitive, it's just a matter of getting the material. And I have seen it happen with a quizzer who has you know, the skill set they're getting in and growing, and it's a decision like they flip a switch or something in their mind, and they want to memorize a massive material, and then they come in... Whereas previously they would have been um, average, and then they go in above average to being great, to even you know being able to pick their questions or dominate a quiz and carry a team pretty far in a tournament. So, uh, I totally agree with that. I think if that is Sam's goal to memorize a lot of material, that's very exciting and that will probably pay dividends for you guys as a team and ministry. Um, clearly, Church of Greenville has no shortage of quizzers. I don't. If you were uh, quizzing at gas or got to see any of gas. Uh, the best ministry there in terms of turnout and also performance I would say um, obviously as mentioned Lydia Crosby is not uh, quizzing this year, she graduated but won the tournament. Adam you and your wife did a fantastic job quizzing and overall just a great day there so I'm excited to see um, what's it, uh, what's in store for you guys this season and uh, if Sam winds up memorizing all the material and carrying y'all pretty far. I think that's awesome and it sounds like he has a good support system. And I love that passage, Matthew 6. I especially like verses 25 through 34, just the tone that um, Jesus is giving of comfort. So, um, you know, take no thought is the term that's used. Take no thought for the morrow. Just a sense of no worrying. Um, We can place our faith in him, our rest in him, our dependence upon him. And I love that passage, particularly verse 27, which of you by taking thought can add one cubit unto his stature. And it really pauses and make you think, um, what are things in life that are worth worrying about and, you know, putting your mind on whenever it should be focused Uh, Later on in Colossians, we're to set our mind or our affection on the things above. And yes, I totally agree on that passage. Here we are. We're at the start of a new season. We're very excited. Uh, Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you, Adam, for joining us today, being our guest. Did you have any parting words you wanted to give to our audience?
1: Yes, super excited for Matthew this year. Uh, One last thing I'd say, two quick things to any current quizzer or potential quizzers. First, just like a lot of things in life, to be a good quizzer, you got to put in a lot of work when no one's watching. Um, So don't get discouraged. And then uh, second, you know, do it for the right reasons. If you're quizzing to glorify God and to hide God's word in your heart so that you'll have a lamp for your feet, a light to your way, God's going to bless it. So don't get discouraged. Don't give up. Uh, this is one of the best long-term investments you can make at a young age is hiding God's word in your heart. Uh, so keep it up. God's going to bless it. He's going to reward it. Keep putting in that work and, and you'll, uh, you'll keep growing as a quizzer. Thanks again, Colin. Uh, thank you for uh, talking and uh, God bless.
0: Thanks again for joining, Adam. I second everything you just said. And if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening to the Bible Quizzer podcast. See you.